Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with bare premium plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Welcome back to More To It, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations. Always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. That dude over here feeling good because I had a good day, man. So far, so great. Got to talk to you guys and let's get right into it with what's up with that dude. Well, what's up with that dude is... Man, yesterday I had a meeting with my bank and I told you guys a long time ago, you got to start talking to your bank because they got your money and everybody got this apprehension, this anxiety of going into the bank and doing more than just depositing and withdrawing, right? I've been in that place before, but over the years, obviously having a CPA, financial advisor, whoever you are, I don't care if you don't have that financial team, you got $5. And if you got $5 in the bank, you need to have a better relationship with that bank. So yesterday they took me to lunch. Why? Cause I asked them to take me to lunch. Damn it. It's time to talk. What's going on? How do banks even make money? Like for real, like, in simple layman's terms and in complex terms. I want to know how y'all sitting here building branch after branch just because somebody came in here with an $87 check. I want to know how it's going down. Well, in short, uh, over the lunch, you know, that they pay for with my money. <laughs> Long story short, man, you know, banks, they just take your deposits and then they invest them in securities, right? And they also loan that money out. And they just play a game on the margin. Simple as that. And I'm a kid that hated Monopoly growing up. I hated all the financial games growing up. I was a Connect Four. I was a sorry dude, you know, Uno forever for life. So I was just like, man, I ain't tripping on all them games. But one thing I will say that's a valuable lesson even from those games is just learn how a little can be a lot. And that's what banks basically do. In aggregate, and collective they take a little from you a little from you a little from you and make it a lot loan that out especially to entities and to commercial investors etc and next thing you know they got branches everywhere you're part owner of that you don't even feel that way so next time you go to your bank damn it 
Even if it's the check cash your place, you're going down to Knicks. I don't care. Ask them to take you to lunch. Shoot, they pay for it with your money. All right, after that, I was in a hot tub chilling with my son. This is why I love this show, because if I try to pull this on my other networks, I would have heard a producer in my ear say, cut, 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 come on, ourselves. We in a hot tub, dog. I ain't going to lie. We playing with a beach ball. And this is what I love about fatherhood, not only this show, but just connecting with y'all. We made up a game. Guess what the game is called? We didn't make up a name for it. We just start playing it. You know what the game was? The four borders of the hot tub. You got to touch the ball, but not let it hit the border or you lose a point or let it go out. Obviously, you lose a point. And don't let it hit the water. You lose a point. I don't know if it's going to take off like pickleball, but damn it, it was fun as hell. We was in that thing. We was in there learning. He was learning hand-eye coordination. He was learning touch. Oh, it was so fun, man. So I just had to let y'all know that sometimes it takes nothing to do something, man. Connect with your itty bitties. And the last thing is, uh, I had a meeting last night with somebody, a former NFL player that played longer than me, that I am hopeful will be the sports ambassador for my foundation tr- project transition. And he's he's excited. I'm excited. We're just going to make this happen. And the five pillars of my organization, family, education, economic empowerment, sports, him, <laughs> and finally experiences. So I'm looking forward to just bringing all this to you guys to make sure that we connect with those, especially people at the fork in the road in their life, those who are underserved and underprivileged. Your boy is here for you. Now, speaking of somebody who was, uh, uh, let's just say, not serving up properly, Ben Simmons, you seem underserved or you certainly underserved Philadelphia when you were there. And now he's trolling the Sixers. Y'all catch this? It was on all the media sites yesterday. Had to come give it some love. Ben Simmons posted a picture of him drinking some Merlot, I don't know, some wine, some vino, while watching the Sixers get blown out in that game seven fourth quarter loss to the Celtics. So we saw it trending everywhere. Big names out there ripping them. We saw it. And it's funny because of the backstory of the Sixers and Ben Simmons relationship. Y'all remember when that dude was in practice and he had a cell phone in his pocket? I was like, I know I played football, so you ain't pulling that unless you want a broken phone and you're going to be up there at the Genius Bar talking about, nah, I don't know what happened to it. You know, they're going to be like, dog, your ass was at practice. (laughs) Stop playing. But Ben Simmons was at practice in basketball with a phone in his damn pocket. You know his mind in the parking lot. He done checked out. But all of that stuff that went down between them, I didn't think he would have the, the cojones to actually go out there and just say, look, I'm going to troll them fools because of how they treated me. Good for him in that respect. So it's also odd that him trolling them with his fall from grace that occurred when he was there, when everybody's looking at Ben Simmons still like, dog, what happened? You're a once in a generational talent. You're supposed to have been a Magic Johnson that was even more nimble or could defend better or something, whatever. And now we just see you. Are you even improving your game? We saw you sit out, you forced to trade, your neck and your back, and then your mental health when that didn't work. Uh, whew, they moved them to the Nets. I mean, you got to do a Google search sometimes when you're like, is he still on the Nets? And now some people are saying he's so irrelevant and may not even have job security, right? If a team takes a chance on Ben Simmons, we'll see him again next year. Y'all serious right now? This going on from Ben Simmons? Number one, what was he? Number one high school prospect? Number one overall pick? And Ben Simmons in this position right now? 
A lot of questions out there. A lot of questions coming from the members in Wiley's world. A lot of you guys chime in. You ask me, like, why should he be comfortable trolling? Like, what gives Ben Simmons the audacity, the audaciousness to go out there and troll the Sixers? I'll tell you why. Because in the athlete's mind, we can do no wrong. We're always the last one to our retirement party. Y'all know we're going to ball till we fall. And when y'all throwing us a retirement party, or like, y'all, all right, enough of him. He's still like, where y'all going? What y'all doing? I don't need no cake. I'm still got game in me. So that's part of it, too. He lacks some self-awareness, as most athletes do. But why didn't he get better is the real question I saw the most. Let me tell you this. You can't confuse movement with progress, as we've heard before, and doing a lot but not getting a lot done. When you practice, it has to be intentional. It has to be applied training to a specific event or skill. Seems like to me Ben Simmons was going in the gym, punching the clock, but not really checking the box of getting better. It happens, y'all. You can go in there all day, spin your wheels, and not really advance the ball forward. Feeling this thing right here because that NFL schedule. Remember I told you I'm going to give this away? Yeah, damn right I'm going to give this away. Just like they gave away my services after three years. They were like, yeah, we're going to give you away to Dallas after this, damn it. Uh, but that is the Chargers. You know what it is. That throwback, the best uniform in all the sports. That was a two-sack game year for your boy. So I'm going to hook y'all up, members in Wiley's world. Love you guys. Much love. We'll give that away. Maybe Friday or Monday. I don't know. Let's talk through it. Now, let's talk to this situation. There's a soccer player who got fined for skipping LGBTQIA plus in their support match, right? Now, first of all, let's just have some fun with the trivia. What does all those letters mean? Like, who knows the acronym for real? Go. All right, so I'm going to look it up because I can't lie. After about T, I'm lost. All right, here we go. Um, Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, Inter, in the dictionary it says, or questioning, y'all stupid, uh, Webster tripping, intersex, 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 okay, that, I, I, I don't know, I don't know how to define that, y'all gonna help me with that one, asexual, got that, or allies, aromantic, or agender, I, now one, I approach everything with equal respect and equality, guess what that means? Your ass gonna get clowned like everybody else. If you wrote me to treat you equally, guess what? These jokes flying at you too. That's called levity. So when I clown, don't y'all get sensitive because then it's gonna tell me, oh, you don't think that y'all equal or I'm equal. Let's go there. That's what I'm gonna preface this with. Now, after saying that, let's get into the story because Nantes, now I'm not from Europe, y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm from LA. So if I mess some of these names up, it's a you problem, not me. I ain't from there. Let me stop. Nantes has fined striker Mostafa. You know I was Lion King and when I saw this. Mostafa Mohammed, better stop chill, for refusing to play against Toulouse. You imagine a team name is Toulouse? <laughs> like, what are we trying to do today? Toulouse. <laughs> what are we out here for? Toulouse. You're like, dogs. Rename the damn team. So they called Toulouse, right? And they played on Sunday. When the teams across France, they wore rainbow-colored numbers on their jerseys and show support for the LGBTQIA plus community. They're giving themselves room to breathe, that plus. <laughs> that pl boy, boy, when my son growing up, he's going to be like, Daddy, I just said the whole alphabet. I said, who are you talking about? 
All my friends over there that go to that bar. <laughs> Golly, that's crazy. Nantes said in a statement on Monday that the Egypt striker was fined an undisclosed amount, which will be donated to a Fritz charity called SOS Homophobia. Ah, oh, now y'all see where this story is going. Quote, first of all, Nantes would like to repeat his commitment in the fight against homophobia. The club said Mostafa Muhammad, a striker for FC Nantes, refused to play in the match against Toulouse for personal reasons. To this end, the Nantes directors decided to punish him financially. Hit him where it hurts, in the pockets. They also said they'll continue to fight against all forms of discrimination, as it always has done. So not only are they going to penalize him financially, but you see the distancing right now in messaging. Like, okay, he does not represent us, right? These are his personal beliefs, so therefore we're going to make sure you know to separate us too. Got it. Got all that. Now, the teams in the top two divisions wore rainbow-colored numbers on their jerseys over the weekend for the third consecutive season. To lose four, Zakaria Abukal was left out of his team for the same game after also refusing to wear the jersey. Abukal gave his reasons on social media on Sunday. Now, y'all want to know the reasons? I know you do. Let's talk to it. He said, I have made the decision not to take part in today's game. First and foremost, I want to emphasize that I hold the highest regard for every individual, regardless of their personal preferences, gender, religion, or background. This is a principle that cannot be emphasized enough. Sounds like he's setting himself up to say what he really wants to say. Here it comes. Respect is a value that I hold in great esteem. It extends to others, but it also, here we go, encompasses respect for my own personal beliefs. You ain't lying. Hence, I don't believe I am the most suitable person to participate in this campaign. I sincerely hope that my decision will be respected, just as we all desire to be treated with respect. Zakaria Abukal. Wow. He wrote that. First, he gave you framework, right? And then he uh, gave the acknowledgement, in general, of how we all should have a healthy respect. It should be a two-way street. It should be the transmission both ways. Then he got into what he really felt personally about it and said, in that process of respecting each other, can you respect what I personally believe? All right. So some of the questions were, who's in the wrong here? Some of the questions were, is it okay for a team to find you or, or to actually find you for personal beliefs when it's not really something that is undermining you doing the work? Okay. He said he's not going to play. Okay. Now, we are not going to pay you for that game, but to find you on top of that because of your personal beliefs. People didn't catch that layer. That's a little interesting, right? You know we're going to talk through it. Uh, was the punishment fair, people were asking. All right. I love when we get into our world of community because we is really just a breakdown of you and I, correct? We all learned that, what was it, second grade, third grade? What is we? You and I, okay, but they really got it flipped because in this world, as much as we promote and say you first, it's really I first, right? Selfish, selfless, what's in common? Self. So in this situation, him and his talents are being properly displayed when he's playing soccer, but then they want you to keep separate who you are personally. Most of us can do that. That's called professionalism. However, when it comes to something that it deeply affects you, what do you do in those moments? He did what he wanted to do and what he felt necessary in that moment. And they did as well. 
But when we talk about community, is this right? Here comes the part that I don't like. I totally agree with him in theory in terms of respecting my personal beliefs. But then when you actually execute that, pragmatically play that out, it comes across like this. Oh, I respect everybody, but I will not be playing against somebody. I will not be playing to represent something because they are blank. Imagine there used to be a day, my people, black people. Oh, I'm not playing against black people, right? Now I'm not playing against a gay person. He's not saying that. He said, I'm not playing to represent or to give amplification to a community like that. Where do you go then, right? Think about it. We know the evolution of history and of society. You're not supposed to discriminate. And that's why the organization came out like that. But what do you say when you have these deep personal beliefs, religious beliefs that says one thing and you know society standards and us being human beings, we together says something different. I thought this was a real interesting story because there is no right or wrong in this one, but you know what's wrong, discriminating. But what's right is actually upholding your personal beliefs. Woo! We're going to have to go to a higher power to get the answer on this one. Snickering at this one right here. Woo, man, the hot mic. Hot mic. Remind me at the end of this, especially Courtney, our producer. Dude, I got to give y'all my Drake story with a hot mic. It's pretty funny. But um, we got a New York ABC7 anchor, Ken Rosado. Immediately. Hold on. Let me say it like they said. What, Bernie Mac said? Immediately got fired after a hot mic insult aimed at his co-anchor. <sighs> Told y'all, man, that, that, that co-anchor game... Y'all don't know how many people really don't like each other, but they be up there swearing and hugging and kicking it. Oh, the Jets go win by three. No, I think by four. Oh, I love you. Cut. And then they be like, man, I can't stand y'all. <laughs> it's like, for real. It's just hilarious how people have to fake chemistry. Well, obviously, this was faked, and then it got real. Local New York anchor Ken Rosado was axed. Give me that. From ABC 7 for alleged C word insult. And it wasn't Crip, homie. He says something else. Aimed at his co-anchor, Shirlene Alicott. Now y'all know what the C word was, right? Long time and local eyewitness news this morning anchor was immediately fired after he called her that on a hot mic. Woo! First of all, eyewitness news in the morning. Uh-huh. You, you were big time, bro. And in New York? Damn, dog. What a way to go out. Out like a sucker. Rosado was off the air. Oh, even worse. You got fired on your day off. You weren't even working. Like that moment, you weren't even doing nothing. He was off the air when he allegedly uttered the word. Uttered the word. That means probably under his breath, right? But that mic, oh, he catches it all. He was told by insiders previously that his remark was picked up on an open mic and that he was immediately let go. That was the trial right there. As soon as they heard it, they said, what did he say? Oh, he gone. Peace. Security, go get him, aisle seven. Rosado's rep would not confirm or deny that he referred to his colleague with the C word, though his rep had previously quickly shut down the insider speculation that the anchor was caught on an open mic making racial remarks. Y'all catch that? <laughs> he like, oh, I said the C word, I don't know, I don't know. What you gonna say, I don't know. Play back the tape. 
but you said something, the N-word. No, 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 I didn't say the N-word. He's so crazy. These people are in a different space right now. He said, quote, being fired for any racial slur is 100% inaccurate and untrue. Ken Rosado had a benchmark of 20 years at WABC of supporting all equality. Cats out here pandering like dog. Ain't nobody caring about women being called C's, but everybody care about a black person getting called N-word, so not me. I'm trying to get another job. Gonna get another job after calling her to see. Y'all get the point. All right, so the people at ABC did not return the reporter's calls. Now, let me give y'all the road to this because this is crazy. He started working at the station as a freelance reporter in 2003. He put 20 on it, two dimes of work on his resume at this place. Later promoted to the morning and noon anchored. I mean, in New York, Oh, he eating. He was doing all right, girl. And the station, they haven't announced his public exit just yet, but they have said he's no longer with WABC. I guess he's out on sick leave forever. That's what that sounds like. And we thank him for his years of service. All right, here we go. It's been happening a lot lately. Uh, these hot mic, these people just from a hot mic to just people actually on air just saying stuff and slipping up the tongue or Freudian slips. We got all those, right? We also got guys who are just turning on Instagram live like John Morant, filming themselves doing things that are irresponsible. All this going on. What's going on? Well, one, if you want to look at it from a sociological perspective, we are getting way too comfortable with this thing right here. You know, and a guy who's been 20 years in the game, way too comfortable with this thing right here. I ain't talking about the taco meat. I'm talking about right here. That's called a microphone, right? You start forgetting. The, le- the lines get blurred. Next thing you know, reality and performance are the same thing to you. I should know that because I'm going through that in the episodes that I'm doing with my wife. Like, you get so casual in your, in your public display, you forgot. Nobody is telling everybody everything, correct? That's why we got group text. You really want to keep it real? Do a group text. That's all you got to do. You know, go in your group text and hit the C word. You ain't got to go say it all your mouth at work on a hot mic. Man, that's a, that's a bad way to go out. Here we go. Here's another thing about it. Was it the right decision? Like no time wasted. Get him out of here. Yes, it was. It's not so much because of the C word. I, I, somebody was already on their keyboard hitting me up. Why are you going to lose your whole career over one word? Come on. Calm down. It's not just his whole career over one word. You got to think about when you're team building and they're running a new station, right? That is built on people in the community trusting them to give them information. And part of that trust is those people up there not only are giving it to me straight, but also I like that they actually have a dynamic. They have a respect for each other, some form of relationship, right? Because they're forming a relationship with me. I want to make sure I got that triangular effect when you see those co-hosts. But nothing goes well when the bosses catch wind that y'all beefing. I've been, a, I've been several places where I've seen guys get fired or moved in different directions simply because they ain't get along. Simple as that. Y'all remember when Nick Wright and Chris Carter did not get along? Well, they had to go their separate ways. It's not always a demotion or promotion or firing, but certainly we gonna separate y'all. How about separate but equal? You go there, you go there in your corner, and you guys go on. That's the dynamic at play. So beyond the C word, which is 
I don't even think it's redeemable, but yeah, you should get employed again, do your job Morant therapy for a day, and then, you know, come back. I'm never going to say the C word again, cuz. Like, you know, whatever he's going to do. But the point being, for real, you just can't have that dynamic working together. Not when those who are writing the checks and those who have the authority actually catch witness of that. So how would she feel going back, talking about the next show? And you know in news, all it is is murder, arson, robbery, murder, arson, robbery. And then, oh, we saved a dog from, a <laughs> from, from running across the street and a cat from a tree. That's all it is. So that dynamic was severed as soon as he let that word out. Cool. Thanking you for your viewership on Brinks TV and your membership into Wiley's World on YouTube so you can get one of these. Oh, yes, a Wiley jersey before he got cut. Like Doc Rivers just got cut. Oh, man, Doc Rivers just got axed at the three seasons with the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, part of me saw this coming. Part of Doc had to see this coming. But it's okay. They still going to pay me. That's what they going to do. And I'm going to call the damn NBA Finals on ABC. That's what's happening right now. Doc Rivers dismissed the team announced. Some people were already calling for his head. I mean, look, in, in any situation where you underachieve, you come up short, people looking for somebody's head to roll. And you can't fire the whole team. You can't cut the whole team. So they usually look for the one who's a figurehead, right? The face of. Grab one of them instead of trying to grab them all because it wasn't work that way. So Doc Rivers is now on the chopping block. 76ers were eliminated. We saw in the Eastern Conference semifinals for the one, two, third straight season. And they lost that game seven to Boston on Sunday. Now, Doc Rivers recorded his NBA record. You don't want this record, y'all. Tenth game seven defeat, including five in a row. I See, it's the problem with Google. This is the problem with analytics and Google. <laughs> it's some nerd up there in that Sixers organization, and you know, he over there ears, eavesdropping, you know, he ear hustling. He hear him in there talking. What do you think about Doc, man? What do you think? And somebody's like, nah, man, Doc got the room still. He got the locker room. He got the guys buying in. Even MB went after game seven and said, it's not Doc Rivers, right? James Harden said his relationship's okay with him. I can't say it's Doc Rivers. And then that little nerd, who's sitting there with the glass to the door, listening, say, wait a minute. I don't think they understand Doc Rivers. Let me give it to him simply in the elevator pitch. And when you read that stat line, that that dude has had 10 game seven losses, include five, half of them in a row, and it's going on right now currently, woo, that will switch your head. That will turn your head. So no other head coach is more five game Seven losses than Doc Rivers, obviously. Led for most of the first half of that game. Then the second half came out and they got bum rushed. What happens in the second half usually when you get bum rushed? People always attribute it to those halftime moments. Did you get the proper adjustments? Did you get the proper coaching? What happened? Basically, you get out coached in the second half. So now they're expecting to hire um, a list of candidates, bring them in for interviews Mike Budenholzer, Sam Cassell. Dan Tone, <laughs> man, y'all so stupid, boy. Just be regurgitating names. Mike D'Antoni, Nick Nurse, Frank Vogel, Monty Williams. It's so crazy. Like, you get fired from there, and then you go here, and they expect it to be better there when it was good there, and you were good there. Like, Monty Williams was good there, but he's going to be better in Philadelphia. I mean, I guess chemistry does matter. 
Those are the list of candidates so far. Doc Rivers went out there in his three years, 65% win percentage. Gotta love that. And that's the most in the franchise since the AI era, 2000-2001. Here's, uh, here's the, the, the love that you get from the organization when they want to just nicely and gently lay you flat on your back. <laughs> Doc is one of the most successful coaches in NBA history. Why are you firing me then? A future Hall of Famer and someone I respect immensely. I'm listening. Say what you really want to say. We're grateful for all he did in his three seasons here and thank him for the important impact he made on our franchise. Can you hurry up and say what you really mean? Uh, after having a chance, oh, here we go. After having a chance to reflect upon our season, we decided that certain changes, gonna make a change, are necessary to further our goals of competing for a championship. Daryl Morey said that. Uh, Daryl Morey, yeah, Houston guy. Daryl Morey got the power to do that to Doc Rivers. Ain't that crazy? Game is twisted, y'all. Hilarious. So now the, the Sixers joined the Bucks, the Suns, the Raptors, and the Pistons, all teams with head coach openings. And one, two of those teams just won a championship, and the third one was just in the championship. Man, the game don't wait right now. It is cutthroat out there. Now, Doc Rivers may not be in that respect because he didn't win a championship and he didn't even get the team to a championship. Matter of fact, didn't get them past the conference semifinals, but still, I'm Doc Rivers, y'all don't, they don't see it like that. And he just delivered his 16th straight winning season. But is that really a thing? Because 41 and 41 is 500. So you won 42 games or more. Are you really that guy? So People want to know, what's the reason why Doc Rivers got let go? And why does he always fall short in high-pressure, high-stake games? And did he deserve to be fired? Let me say this. Let me give you a little speculation on this. People who don't do well in high-stake games tend to be two types. One is somebody who's wrapped too tight, right? Peyton Manning came to mind, early Peyton Manning, right? Because he's so damn so damn locked in. He's so damn intense. In normal situations, he's so intense that when the situation is actually intense, oh man, he's boiling over, right? He's actually not as efficient. So that was one. But that's not Doc Rivers. He doesn't seem wrapped tight. I know him personally, so I know he's not wrapped tight. The other part is ah, attention to detail when it doesn't matter. <laughs> Y'all get that? Attention to detail when it doesn't matter. Because when it does matter, guess what? It's too late to pay attention to detail because they are too. And they might have momentum and talent going for them as well as the history of paying attention to those details. So basically, y'all ever seen the most talented team lose to the most disciplined team? We see it all the time. We even racialize it, right? You always talk about the, the hood team, the all-black team going out to the suburbs, to the all-white team. Then you be like, oh, the hood team got more talent. Then the white team more disciplined. We've seen it. We generalized it. We stereotyped it. We really actually experienced it, right? And then next you know, you're like, yo, how y'all lose? Because this tight fist beats these fingers splayed everywhere in different directions. So attention to detail matters when it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I'm not so certain watching a seven footer like Embiid hitting like step back threes and dribble drive back pedaling to threes is the best way to play him, right? I know he's an amazing 
perimeter player. I know he's amazing with his back to the basket. So it's like he can do it all. But those details get highlighted when you get into the postseason. Because now teams are going to put you in your sour spot, not your sweet spot, in your sour spot. And now, what's your plan B? I know this from coaching just a few years I've been coaching. Like in high intense moments, who can clearly think through those situations? Maybe Doc gets a little foggy. Maybe those adjustments aren't so thorough. Whatever it is, in that moment, when the fire is burning and the temperature is rising, other coaches are finding ways, even in the game seven, finding ways to see clearly the path ahead where Doc Rivers gets bogged down, especially in so many high intense moments. So I think that's pretty much sums up what Doc Rivers is going through. Question is, if he's trying to come to your team, if you want Doc Rivers as your coach, raise your hand. I don't see anybody. <laughs> Let me stop. Can't see y'all anyway. But the point is, do you want Doc Rivers as the coach of your favorite basketball team? Because it looks like people in Philadelphia have raised their hand and they have said, nah, no more. Not us. Peace out, B. All right, y'all. Y'all know how we end every show with a Wiley-ism. This is a good one, but it's going to take a second. By working faithfully eight hours a day, you may eventually get to be the boss and work 12 hours a day. <laughs> well, I had to bring that one. I saw that one. I was like, man, that's a long run ass, run on sentence. That's too damn long. Then I was like, but it's so damn poignant. It's so important to know that no matter what level you are, people think that the higher you get, the less you got to do. <laughs> to a point, you got to get there first. So to be the boss, it costs to be the boss, right? So you're like, oh man, I'm out here grinding for him. That sucker be grinding too, man, because he got to watch over all this and make sure all of this is still going that way. And normally it's him having to make sure that is occurring. And everybody knows that true power is in you actually delegating. Mm. So true power is having the authority, having the supervision that you can delegate to others but you still got to put in that work right so it's like almost a kid who goes from high school to college to college to the pros and he think he made it yeah yeah you made it from having to work on your game three four hours a day to you better work on it six or seven hours a day or else you ain't gonna make it far so by working faithfully eight hours a day you may eventually get to be the boss you made it now you get to work 12 hours a day all right, y'all, that'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today, want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to it is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, Dad Dude Entertainment and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcellus Wiley, Paul Anderson, and Nick Panella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wiley's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming from more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. Come. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, 
have a plan, and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.